Good day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. Molly Karam, Jen Orlovsky on the East Coast. Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith on the West Coast. Gentlemen, how we feeling? How we living? What's going on? Feel good. I feel good. Good morning. Uh, good it's morning, good, good to morning. see you, Molly. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, uh, Dan Orlovsky, you. you know, I love you. You know, I love you, my brother. Um, take your tie and move it a touch to the left. Just a touch left? to the left. Your left. There you go. There you go. Now you're ready. Now you're ready. This ain't get up, baby. You are great. Yes, Molly. How may I help you? That fit. Perfect. You like this? Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, D.O., I can't say the same for you. D.O., you like a Monday. You look better going than coming. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, all right, first of all, Stephen A., all right, couple couple things, couple things. First of all, Stephen A., wasn't that funny. So you did, like, the... Yes, the intensity of yes, the laugh was was yes, 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 not needed. The integrity of my laugh. I don't laugh over nothing. You know better than yeah. that. You know better you know than what, that. You know what we need to do? We need to have a contest between Shannon and I of who can actually but Shannon's upper body is so thick, he can't no, button his actually, button. Actually, I can. Ooh. All right. You win that one. Molly, I'm tired of everybody <laughs> else coming on this show and you complimenting their wardrobe and never saying anything That's positive. That's a lie. No, it's not. Last Monday, she's complimented. Oh excuse, excuse me, excuse me, Orlovsky. She has complimented you on at least three occasions. I understand that it's in difficult for you to recall that because you've been on the show for about three years. So to get the three compliments, you might have missed it. But she did do it three times. She did do it three times. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It says a lot about a person when they. Give you three. Do they do it this way? Do do it do it this okay, way? Okay, let's start the show. This way. We start in the Bay Area where Joe Burrow went off, completing over 87% of his pass attempts and tossing three touchdowns as the Bengals made easy work of the 49ers. Brock Purdy's struggles continued, tossing two interceptions, a third straight loss. Kyle Shanahan, does this change your plans for the trade deadline, sir? None of this changes anything with the trade deadline, how we played today or how we played these last three weeks. Um, when you sit and you watch tape, when you're out there on the field, and I know how these last two weeks especially have felt, um, but I do believe we have the answers in our building. After averaging 33 points through week five, the Niners have been held to 17 points in each of the last three games. It's the first time they've been held to 17 or fewer points in three straight since 2017, which was Shanahan's first season as head coach. Shannon, do the Niners have a quarterback problem? No, no, they don't have a quarterback problem. But the thing that I was concerned about, you remember we had this question, Stephen A., and they asked even after he scored 42 points against the Cowboys, was he elite? I said, no, I don't believe he's elite. That doesn't mean he can't become elite. Okay. I said, I want to see him in a game where every throw matters, where every possession matters. And what we've seen, if you go back and look at that graphic, they're only scoring 17 points, and their defense was giving up 13 points during that five-game winning streak. So if the defense was doing what they were continuously doing, we wouldn't notice this. But what what has happened is that his flaws got accentuated okay. because now every throw matters. Every possession matters. And we see this. The turnovers start to happen because now all of a sudden he has to get in there and he has to go toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He has to go toe-to-toe with some of these guys. And he's been unable to do that. No, I, I agree with Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. I believe everything that they need mm-hmm. is in that building. Okay. The question is moving forward. Mm-hmm. Can the defense that's taken a step mm-hmm. back, and it's clearly they've taken a step back, mm-hmm. can 
then they right their wrongs and now prop him up again because now that Christian McCaffrey can't take a two-yard route and go 80 because Debo has been out and IU, they can't take those big jailbreak screens and go to the house. It seems to me that this offense has become very pedestrian, very mundane, but I agree. What they need is in the building. But Brock Purdy hasn't, and he never was elite. I'm not saying down the road two, three years from now he can't be elite, but he's not even close to being elite. Well, let me tell you something, Shannon Sharp. You and I respectfully disagree. We're going to start this Monday off right. I don't know what the hell you talk about. (laughs) Everything you describe is a quarterback problem. The fact of the matter is if you got a quarterback that got to go up against Joe Burrow and he can't answer the call in your mind, that is a quarterback problem. Now, I understand Kittle had 149 yards receiving. Ayuk had 109 yards receiving. Purdy threw for 365 yards from a statistical perspective. It looks like a pretty good day. But let me throw this out at you. And by the way, I'll throw Purdy this. Trent Williams is out. That's a, that's a, you know that's mm-hmm. a big time. You got your left tackle. He's right. out. Debo Samuel's particularly in short screen situations. He's out. So that's your security blanket that's gone from that. We get that. Mm-hmm. But here's the flip side to it. Knowing that you've got to find a way to step up. I'm looking at Brock Purdy right now. In games where they are tied or trailing in the second half, this brother's got two pass, two t- two touchdown passes, seven interceptions. We got to take that into consideration. With Debo, he's completed 71 percent of his pl- passes, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. 121 passer rating. Without Debo, 65% completion percentage, four TD passes, five interceptions, 82.7 passer rating. That's a damn near 40% drop off. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this. I understand that Purdy can play. I don't want to deal. I don't want you to interpret it as me saying that brother can't play. He doesn't deserve to be the starting quarterback or whatever the case may be. But when we look at one dude being gone, but you got Ayuk and you got McCaffrey and you yeah. got Kittle and you got Kyle Shanahan. And because that one dude is out, you got problems. You're a problem. I'm sorry. How much do you need as a quarterback? There's a plenty of teams in the National Football League, Shannon and Dio, that don't have those, those complimentary pieces right. that I just highlighted. They manage. Right. If you are Brock Purdy, you got to find a way to step up. I think he'll overcome it. Don't get me wrong. But in yeah. the moment, because the list is fluid, the list is fluid. Deal. In the moment, you, gotta, you can't have those problems. Deal, before you go, let me say this. Sure. What they what the teams have done is mm-hmm. that they put him in a situation where, like you said, those stats when he's behind or tied. Okay. So now he can't relax. Every throw gets heightened. Okay. Every possession gets heightened. Mm-hmm. And so now, whereas before, he's been in the catbird right. seat. He got to dictate right. couch. But you told me pressure breaks pipes. Yes. You use that line all the time. Yes. So all you're yes. highlighting yes. for me yes. is that, excuse me, he's been inconvenienced a little bit, but you got to find a way to adapt and overcome, particularly with the weapons he has, Shannon. If he's what, if he's what D.O. has been telling us he is, okay, now it, should, D.O. it shouldn't all be right. a problem. All right, right okay. D.O.? There we go. That's a good point. I like how you switch it to D.O. That's good. That's No quarterback problem. No quarterback problem, but they should be concerned with over the past couple weeks how many passes the defense is getting their hands on. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, conversation, elite or not, and I said he's elite because his production is elite. And I said, you're elite one of two ways. You got guys out and you're finding a way to overcome that or you have elite production in what you're being asked to do. And Brock Purdy did. And, Shannon, you remember I said the superpower, like the very intriguing thing about Brock Purdy was he was letting the ball go in such an anticipation fashion before cats were even getting into the top of their routes. 
and he wasn't giving the ball away. And I said that was wildly unique. Like, that was very rare to have that kind of anticipation, throwing up over defenders and not having interceptions. And that has changed, and I have to be honest about that. And that has, that, that, that's the difference. And it's, I mean, he threw two interceptions yesterday. Now, the one that Jermaine Pratt picks off is a sick interception. The interception by Logan Wilson, that's a bad throw and read by uh, Brock Purdy. He also had another play earlier in this game where the very similar situation should have been picked off as well. A couple balls defensively that got batted down last week and then three weeks ago. So, again, I, I think the concern has to be too many passes the defense is getting their hands on over the course of the last three weeks. And Kyle Shanahan has to figure out, can Brock Purdy be that same, oh my gosh, he threw it before the guys are ready, anticipation right. thrower, and get back to not giving the ball away. The only pushback I'd have with you, is Steve, Stephen A., is this. When you okay. say, well, if he can't go toe-to-toe with Joe Bro, that's a problem. There's like three people on planet Earth that can. So we <laughs> well, can't well, – well, like, we can't, we can't burden tell, tell, this tell young man with that no, no, right no, no, now. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I no. disagree with you. Let me explain. Let me explain. Respectfully, I disagree with you. Here's why. Because when we talk about the other parts needed in order to win a Super Bowl championship, and we recognize you not only as a Super Bowl contender, but one of the Super Bowl favorites, mm-hmm. I got to be able to look at you as a quarterback and feel like, yo, you can get it done. And that's really what this comes down to. I'm not saying go to toe-to-toe for Burrow as if you're better than him. Okay. I get that. But what I'm saying is if I got – if you tell how many quarterbacks, if you're talking about an NFL quarterback on a Super Bowl, legitimate Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. Shannon – and you're looking at Kittle and Ayuk, all right, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're looking at these – and Christian McCaffrey with Debo coming back. I'm saying to myself, I got to be able to look at you and go like this. You're not a problem. Right. You're not going to be the Achilles heel. And, and Brock Purdy's got to make sure he's not that person. And as of recent, that hasn't been the case. You're absolutely right. And, Dio, the problem that you, what, what he's having is because he doesn't have the arm strength, he yeah. has to throw with so much anticipation yeah. is that what they're seeing is that when this guy runs through to clear, the dagger is coming in behind it. And so the guy knows what's coming. And they're sitting – that's, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's thrown three interceptions on that dig, that in cut. We call it a dagger, the override. I know at least two of them. Yeah. Yep. And so that's what's happened because he doesn't have the Patrick Mahomes or this uh, uh, Josh Allen arm talent. He has to throw with so much anticipation. And when it's when it's clicking, he's like, did you see the guy wasn't even out of his break and the ball is halfway there. Yeah. But also, when that guy doesn't clear, you're going to hit him right between his numbers. And that's what we're seeing a lot of move. Shane, spot on. If you guys remember the throw against Dallas, remember he, he layers that yeah. Debo ball in? The Debo, for the, it's yes. that same. It's that same play that you are referencing mm-hmm. for a couple of those interceptions. Yeah. There's no questions asked. I think if you're Kyle Shanahan, it's two things right now. I do have to sit here and give a ton of credit to Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of the best offensive minds in the last 30 or 40 years. Lou Anarumo was the better coach when it came to the plan yesterday. And he was dropping people. Shannon, what he was doing was putting five guys at the line of scrimmage, only rushing three of them, dropping eight. So it was taking a lot of those underneath throws away. And so, therefore, some of those kind of forces downfield. I think if you're Kyle, you got to sit there and go, okay – why have some of those interceptions or, again, tipped balls? There's been more tipped balls that guys have gotten their – tipped passes Started than guys have gotten their hands on more than interceptions. Why is that happening? Is it, is it – are we trying to force the ball too much? Are they taking underneath coverage away? Do we really miss Debo that much? So I don't think they have this quarterback problem, but I do think it's fair to say it's concerning that so many passes have been touched by the defense over the last three weeks. 
Well, we also got to be concerned about San Francisco's defense as well. Yes. I mean, we got, yes. I mean, we, 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 yeah. we got, I mean, listen, no pressure. Steve Wilkes is a guy that was the head coach in Carolina for one year, finished six and six. Obviously, he took over there, and we all thought that he deserved an opportunity to really show what he could do. And obviously, uh, we looked at it and, and, and we said, okay, now he's going to be the defensive coordinator of San Francisco. And you're looking at them over the last few weeks. That is not what we expected right. to see from the San Francisco 49ers, not from their defense. As a defensive coordinator, that's something that needs to be addressed. And for the most part, that is the exact same defense that he inherited from D'Amico Ryan. That's right. And yeah. we know what D'Amico did with that defense last year. There we go. To make it to another point, Dio, what you said is yes, that sir. when they drop eight in coverage, now all of a sudden you need arm talent to fit that ball in the tight windows. It's yeah. not so much anticipation because the guys are already dispersed. So you mm-hmm. need to be able to drive that ball into those narrow windows outside the numbers or inside the hashes. And so he, so he can't do that. Purdy can't really do that. Well, he's going he to be in a situation. Yeah. He needs to be in a situation where he yeah. has the lead so he can dictate, Kyle right. Shanahan can dictate right. what the defense does as opposed to defense dictating what he does. Right. Yeah, I think that's Shannon's point. Two, two things trail. on the yeah. defense. Absolutely the Bosa holdout is starting to show itself because Nick Bosa is just not dominating games the way he no. used to. He just Right now he's not. And I think he's got to get himself back into like playing world, whatever. And the second thing is, the thing about San Francisco's defense that was so sick last year was there was no weakness. Like, no matter how you tried to defense, offensively, you would watch tape and be like, who can I attack? I do think that Cincinnati yesterday had a very pointed target of going after their nickel corner. They were trying to get that nickel yes. corner in matchup situations, yeah. and it was advantage Cincinnati, and other teams are going to follow suit. I needed them to leave Molly up there. And, you know, yeah, look at the Catwoman. She looked like Catwoman in those glasses. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I just wanted to see that. These Let's are just go. my multi-lens glasses. been wearing them since go. the third grade. But. You know what I'm saying? What's it look worse? Look the reference the hair, I guess it's the, the hair or whatever. Is it whatever? You know what I'm just saying? The hair, dude. I, I, like I feel like I'm, I like I'm at a third down of like, like a Kentucky Wildcat game. I like the glasses. I like the glasses. <laughs> Pay him no mind. Pay him no mind. <laughs> All right. The Niners are still slight favorites to win the NFC behind Philly, where we go next. Jalen Hurts threw four TDs versus the Commanders as the Eagles continue to soar. Hurts is 10-1 in his last 11 starts against divisional opponents, and the Eagles sit alone atop the NFC at 7-1. Meanwhile, Dak and the Cowboys put on a show at Jerry's World, absolutely dismantling the Rams. Dak threw for over 300 yards and four TDs, and Dallas now has won 11 straight home games. So, Stephen A., who was more impressive yesterday? Was it Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Well, I'm going to say Dak Prescott. I mean, the, the reality is is that, you know, when I looked at him and the way that he's performing, the way they jumped out and all over the Los Angeles Rams, they were up 33-3. to I got to give credit right. where credit is due. I mean, I mean, the dead clock is right twice a day, Shannon. <laughs> I mean, damn. I mean, I'm not going to sit up there and dog him all 16 weeks. A vast majority of the time I have a reason to do so. Yesterday wasn't one of those times. The Rams are a different problem. We recognize that. They are what they are for a reason. Uh, the, you know, but, but when you look at Dak Prescott, I got to give credit where credit is due. Only quarterback in the NFL this season with three games completing at least 80% of his passes. That was one of the mm-hmm. things that he did yesterday. I give credit where credit is due. Obviously connecting with CeeDee Lamb. You see that chemistry continuing to elevate Brandon Cooks. That's something that's developing as well. So we look at the Dallas Cowboys. We look at Dak Prescott. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. He showed up uh, a Sunday. But he usually shows up when they get off early and he got a lead, got a little cushion. Right. It's when it's tight. 
and it's late and the pressure is there. It's a little bit different. That's not what happened yesterday. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts okay. because he goes 29 of 38, 319, four touchdowns. He did have the fumble, right. and he did it on the road against a division opponent. On the day in which his defense gave up 472 yards, 26 first downs, and with a time of possession was 31, uh, 30, uh, 31 30 to 29 30. And so, I mean, 28 30. So when you look at that, Jalen Hurts had to be perfect. And their run game, he's clearly still bothered, Dio, by oh, that no. knee. Something is going on with that knee, and he's not been a bigger, a bigger part of the run game like we normally see. But he and A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown has done something no other NFL receiver has done in the history of the game. Six straight games with at least 125 yards receiving. And when, and when they absolutely had to have it, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts said, step on, step on my shoulders and mm-hmm. let me deliver us home. Jalen Hurts, and this is not to say that wasn't, but when you're on the road against a division opponent and your defense doesn't have it that day, can your offense rise to the occasion? They rose to the occasion. Jalen Hurts was marvelous. Not to say Dak wasn't, but I believe Jalen Hurts was a little bit more impressive in what he did than what Dak did. Going into the segment, I, I, I was very strongly Dak. Uh, Shannon, you make some great points in relation to like the, the complimentary aspect that the defense did not play well yesterday, and Sam Howell threw it up and down the football field. I still say Dak Prescott because of this. Um, when Dak Prescott, and I love the fact that Dallas has started to take CeeDee Lamb, put him by himself, they created matchups, and Dak was like, okay, I'm just going to use my eyes to move the defense. You saw that on Ferguson's touchdown. You saw that on CeeDee Lamb's post-corner post-touchdown. When I saw Dak yesterday and the manipulation that he had with the defense and moving people, I thought it was spectacular. I also saw the legs be another part. Like going into the season, one of the things that many people wanted to see was, can you use your legs, Dak? And that's three straight weeks that they've done that. This That route is gross by CeeDee Lamb, by the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as impressive as Jalen was, and I think your point, Shannon, I say Dak because I think Dak is in that world. Jalen hasn't gotten into this place yet, at least nationally in my eyes, where like people are waiting for him to fail. People are just waiting for the bad game. Dak Prescott has that basically every week. If we just want to be blatantly honest, he has that yeah. every week. People are just so excited to watch him play poorly. And so because of that, the pressure, Rams, Stafford had been throwing it so well. He was incredibly impressive. And the rhythm that he played with was, was very, very uh, kind of evident. To Jalen Hurts, this is why I give it a little bit more to Dak as well, uh, Shannon and Stephen A. and Molly. A.J. Brown right now is competing with Tyreek Hill for the best receiver in football. And he has a a, a vintage, like, in his prime DeAndre Hopkins to him. He's not open that much. Jalen just throws it to him. And he still finds a way to make those catches. And to have that guy... In, like, he's not open here. It's a, it's a like, good throw, ridiculous catch. Good throw, ridiculous catch. That's a great throw. His second touchdown, the one where he mosses two guys, he's not open. So you got two touchdown catches by this one. He's not open. He just muscles the guys for a right, touchdown. Two touchdown catches, not open. That's why I give it a little bit more to Dak Prescott. 
Well, let me tell you why I gave it to Jalen. Because if you look at it, De'Ron Bland got the party started with what? A pick, pick six. six. And then guess what happened? Third Sam, of the year. Sam Williams comes right back, blocks a punt out of the yeah. end zone. Then Kevon Turpin sets him up on a short field. And right. you see what happened. Michael Parsons, inside rip move on the weak hand, and he oh. gets sacked. He gets a so now all of a sudden, Dak is – and I'm not saying Dak didn't play well because Dak played exceptionally well. And what we've seen is that when the Cowboys dominate, they dominate all three phases and they blow the teams out. We see yeah. a 38 nothing, We see a, th- right. a, a 34 nothing or a 38-3. We see those type of games, Stephen A. Yeah. But with Jalen Hurts and his leg being as injured, and I think it's more injured than what they're letting on, right. he is not a part of the running game like he was last year. Mm-hmm. So they're not running the football. Mm-hmm. He's turned himself into a – a damn good thrower of the football mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. what he was at Alabama. He got a little better at Oklahoma, and then he came in, and he was under 60%, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, his rookie year. But he's gotten better and better and better since the addition of A.J. Uh, uh, yeah. Brown. And don't forget Devontae, because he still can yeah, do his thing. Well, of course, Devontae can do his thing. He had one bad week where he dropped a couple of passes. That ain't going to happen to him again. That brother can ball, no doubt about it. And Jalen Hurts, despite his injury, month, in one month, 1,500 pass yards, 150 rush yards, finishes October as the first play in NFL history to do such a thing. So we get that about Jalen Hurts. But let me get back to the Dallas Cowboys and D.O. and Shannon. I mean, and <laughs> I, I just want to, I just, you know, I, I just, I'm just trying to be fair here, D.O. I'm just, Dan Elias, I'm just trying to be fair. Just trying to be fair about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, just trying so to be fair be. because, I mean, it's all about fairness. Um, they beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Mm-hmm. They beat the Jets 30 to 10. Mm-hmm. They beat New England 38 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, and obviously, yesterday they beat the Rams 43 20. The only tight game they've been in was against the Chargers when they beat the Chargers. I'm just saying. That's something that's worth noting because, you see, as the season wanes, particularly come playoff time, January, a month that certain people wearing the Dallas Cowboy uniform might be allergic to. I just think it's important to point out that this has nothing to do with what they're going to see when it matters most. So to the Cowboy fans out there, I just... I'm just trying to be here for you, mm. and I just want to make sure I make that clear. Well, we'll find out a lot next week. They got the Cowboys next week. The yeah. Cowboys go to the yeah. Eagles. That's right. We'll see what yeah, yeah. We'll see what it looks like. Where's that, that game? Come Monday. I'll be there for you. In, in Philly, if I'm not in mistaken. Philly. Philly, I'll be there. At 4.30. I, I'm, That's I'm coming to Philly. I'm coming, I'm coming to Philly this Sunday. I'll be there. I'll be there. How you going to be in Philly Sunday and then be in Savannah on Monday? I'll be there. You're going to be there. You're going to be too blessed. That's right. I'll be there. Not last year at all, right? Yeah, I think it's 2021. Trust me. I'm be there. I'm right. gonna be there. Trust we'll leave me. It there. I'm gonna be at both. You want to see that beat down in person, huh? Of course. You in the I'm suite? Gonna... You in the suite, Stephen A? Um, it's being worked on as we speak. It's being worked on as you know, oh, okay. we speak. Yeah, okay. you know. Cool story. Segment's I, over. Yeah. Can we stop talking now? Cool story. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. is hitting the road, y'all, and it's a homecoming. My man Shannon Sharp and your boy Stephen A. Smith in the house headed to an HBCU on Monday, November 6th. First take will be live from Savannah State University as Shannon's alma mater will show us how the Tigers get down. Then on Tuesday, November 7th, remember that day, we're taking the show to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, where my Rams will be sure to represent. I can promise you that. So be sure to catch Molly, Shannon, and your boy, Stephen A., and special guests, of course, for First Take's HBCU Homecoming. Hello. Next week, it's going to be a good time. Quick takes, let's get it, fellas. Despite picking up the win over the Packers, the Vikings bracing for confirmation of mm. the season-ending right Achilles tear for Kirk Cousins. Man, how devastating. Yeah, this, this is devastating, not only for the Minnesota Vikings because Kirk was playing really good football and they – got themselves back into the conversation. But it stinks for the NFL. I mean, this guy's one of the best 10 or 12 quarterbacks in the league. He's also one of the best and most respected guys, especially coming off of last year's Netflix special quarterback. And I think the unfortunate reality for the Vikings is you're sitting there going so much unknown at the quarterback position now for the rest of this season and the future. No, I do not think they should go get a move, make a move. I, I've said this for weeks, and this only hammers home the point even more. The most important question surrounding Minnesota from the moment forward or moving forward is how do they keep Justin Jefferson and who is going to be the quarterback to be a part of that equation? I feel terrible for Kirk Cousins. I feel awful for the Vikings, and it stinks for the NFL, but that's the unfortunate reality for that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Heartbreaking. We'll keep it moving here. Uh, Will Levis got the call for the Titans. He made the most of it. He threw four touchdown passes, joining Frank Tarkenton and Marcus Mariota as the only players in NFL history with four pass TDs in their first career game. Now, barring a surprise, Levis is in line to start Thursday. It's a short week for them. That according to our Jeremy Fowler. Shannon, how impressive was Levis? Was very impressive. And if moving forward, even if Ryan Tannehill comes back and he's healthy, Will Levis, I already know what I'm going to get from Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not the future in Tennessee. You drafted this guy to be the future in Tennessee. Now let him go out there and play. He was very impressive. Three of those four touchdowns came of at least 30 yards. 
So that tells me everything that I need to know. He has the arm talent to get it done. You can run the football. Derrick Henry, there's been reported that Derrick Henry is not going to get traded. Run the ball with Derrick Henry and let Will Levis throw the ball down the field. Will Levis was very, very impressive. And there are some quarterbacks that had some impressive days. But given a rookie and coming in being asked to do what he did, I thought he was phenomenal. Well, let me say yep. this real quick. Let me chime in here, Molly, real quick. You could see the way the team reacted to him. He was, you know, they had somebody that was willing to throw the ball down the field. Excuse me, it's not an accident. This brother, <laughs> first of all, give Will Levis an A grade for intelligence. He gets in there. What's the first thing he does? Throw the he throws to the D hop. I mean, you think, you think. I mean, damn. I mean, it's very, very obvious yeah. what you needed to do. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. And you could see the team and how they reacted towards him and the kind of effect they had on him. That's not something yeah. you see happening with Ryan Tannehill. And by the way, congrats to Will Levis because it was a beautiful thing with his family after the game, seeing yeah. him celebrate that. It was really nice. Yeah, it was a special moment. Looking forward to seeing what he does on a short week Thursday night. Let's go to your old stomping grounds now. Shannon, to Mile High, where the Broncos shocked Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs by a score of 24-9. Now, despite their for less than 200 yards, Russell Wilson tossed three TD passes, and the Broncos moved to three and five on the year. Mahomes threw two interceptions. He struggled throughout. Now, prior to Sunday, Mahomes had never experienced a road division loss or losing to the Broncos. He also saw his 29-game streak with at least one touchdown pass snapped in that loss. The last time he failed to do that was in 2021 against the Broncos. Stephen A., tell me this. Was the Chiefs' shocking loss something or nothing to you? Oh, it's something to me Mm -hmm. Uh, because they're not protecting the football. They're turning the ball over a lot. And so when you look at it from that perspective, that's reason alone. Then you got this cat, Sky Moore, dropping touchdown passes right in his hands. Okay, just dropping it, right? That's a touchdown, all right? You're talking about a 14-9 game. You make that, you, you know, you, I mean, you, you you put yourself in a position. Actually, I think they were down 21-9 at that point. But yeah. you put yourself in that position. You got to catch that pass. Yes. You got to catch that yes. ball. It's just that simple. You're fumbling punts. He's dropping touchdown passes. I'm looking at all of these guys, and I don't know how who half these guys are that, that, that you know, Patrick Mahomes, is throwing a football too. And you look at their turnover margin right now. They've committed five turnovers and only only one for the Broncos yesterday. We're talking about the defending Super Bowl champions and now turned the ball over 16 times in eight games. Mm-hmm. 16 times in eight games the Chiefs have turned over the football. That's not what we're accustomed to seeing here. We see Patrick Mahomes and the effect that it's happened on him. Averaging 282 pass yards, just 15 touchdowns he's thrown through the first eight games. Those are the lowest numbers since he was since he's arrived with the Chiefs as their starting quarterback. We know it's not because of him because mm-hmm. we see the placement of the football. We see he's putting it right in people's hands. They're not catching the ball. The only reliable weapon that he has is Travis Kelsey, who was relatively pedestrian yesterday. I think it's a big, it's a big-time cause for concern because guess what? Patrick Mahomes can do great, great things. He's clearly the best in the game. You know the one thing he can't do? He can't catch the ball for them. <laughs> yeah. He cannot catch the ball. He can throw it to them, but he can't catch it for them, and that's a problem. In the famous words of Giselle, what she said about her, Tom Brady, my husband can't throw and catch, and Patrick Mahomes cannot throw and catch. You're absolutely right. But this is something. This is absolutely something because Patrick Mahomes is starting to turn the ball over with greater regularity because he's starting to press. And what you see, as you mentioned those guys, you mentioned Sky Moore. Cute name, but hasn't, hasn't gotten any better <laughs> since his rookie year. You see Rasheed Rice. He's sometimes, sometimes he'll catch it, sometimes he won't. Marquise MBS, we know what he's going to get. He'll have a big game, catch a touchdown. The next thing you know, he'll drop a couple and he'll fumble. The only consistent weapon that they have is, is Travis Kelsey. But 
give the defense credit. And we saw this coming. We saw this the other when they played three weeks ago. They yeah. only gave up 19 on the road. But for that defense to do what they did, to take the ball away, keep him out of the end zone, it's the first time that he failed to throw a touchdown in almost two years. A team that was 31st in points allowed, 32nd in yards allowed, did that. Patrick Mahomes had never, ever lost a game to a division road opponent. He had won, he beat the Broncos 16 straight, straight times. And they did that. So absolutely, Andy Reid should be concerned. And I'm going to say something else. Now, if you're going to give Andy Reid all this credit or you're going to say Eric Bieniemy had no so – who calling the plays now? That's right. Is this Nagy or is this, is, is this Andy Reid? Right. I just need to know because we didn't have these problems last year when EB was there. Right. But you didn't want to give EB credit and say he called plays. So I just need to know who's calling these plays right now as we speak because those receivers – aren't much different than what they were last year. Kadarius Toney hasn't improved. Explains now a little bit now why the Giants were so willing to move on a first-round yeah. pick. Mikael Harmon and the way he played, it explains why he couldn't get on the field with the Jets. I just need to know, D.O., you know, you put your feet at 10, you put your heels at 10-yard line. Why are you trying to field a punt on the five-yard line? Because you're trying to play hero football. Hero football, hero football gets you beat. This is a large, large concern because offensively, the Chiefs are not who we've grown accustomed to seeing. Yeah, I do appreciate Nicole's after the game accountability. He can, hey, I, I lost the game. So I, I totally agree with you on, in regards to that, Shannon. Okay, so first of all, it's the year of the defense in the NFL. All offenses aren't scoring as much. So the offensive performance for basically every team in football outside of the Dolphins is less than we expected because the defenses are so good. This is absolutely nothing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely nothing. This was the most predictable thing of the weekend. One, second time they're playing in three weeks. Two, divisional opponent. Three, weather. Four, the quarterback has the flu. But most importantly of all this, the Chiefs always have a game like this. Always. Two years ago, Tennessee Titans on the road. They get their butts kicked. They're sloppy. Patrick's sloppy with the football, multiple turnovers. We overreact. What's going on with the Chiefs? Their offense can't score. This and that is. Last year, Indianapolis Colts on the road, don't play well. Offense is gross. Um, People are sloppy with everything, and they don't look like the Chiefs. That's this game this year. This This was the game where you sat there and said, that's not the Chiefs. That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's not how they're efficient on offense. So I, mm. I came into this season with the number two receiver question just like everybody else. I don't really have that question anymore. I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be fine when it comes to throwing the football. I think MVS plays his role and Justin Watson mm. plays his role. And Rasheed Rice, I agree, Shannon's going to have a drop here. And you want to know my biggest concern about the Chiefs is? Two of them, actually. Biggest concern. I still have concerns about the right tackle because the, the flags are what they are and, and the, the pass protections certainly not as consistent as they hoped. And they're not running the football even remotely close to the well, way that they were last year. Those would be that, my two concerns. And that is why I'm wondering what the hell is wrong with you. Talking about there's no concern. First of all, we got a guy on Isaiah Pacheco. This brother can run the football now. Now, obviously, he had a 19-yard run outside of that. The other seven carries for only 22 yards. But he can break things up. He can break things down for you. You can yeah. give him the football, and he can make things happen. You should be running the football more. You only gave him eight carries for 40 yards yesterday. We got to pay attention to that. We also got to pay attention to their red zone efficiency. I'm, sure, I'm shocked that you didn't bring that up. Uh, Dan, they only completed a 51% red zone TD percentage. Right. You know, that's, that's, that, that's considerable 
considerably down. You got to take that into consideration as well. They're accustomed to punching the ball into the end zone. They've been fa- they're failing to do that. Now, like Shannon pointed out, is it not Eric Bieniemy is gone? Who's that about, Andy Reid, in terms of your play calling? That's one element. The other element is cats can't catch the damn football. You got cats that are not getting open, and even when they are open, they're not catching the football. I think that's grave concern. You're absolutely right when you pointed out stuff in the past in terms of the sloppiness. But we looked at the sloppiness, and we said it's an aberration. Similar to Tyreek Hill dropping a short touchdown pass against the Eagles last week. He had hurt his hip. He was supposed to not maybe not be available this week, and lo and right. behold, he gets on the field. Shannon, what does he do? We get that because exactly. we know what he can do. But the problem with the with the Chiefs this year, we don't know what most of their cats no, can don't. do. Sky Moore and and and, and Mark, you know Rashid Rice, Rashid Rice, Ryan. Who are these people? I mean, the, the, who are they? Uh, uh, McCall Hartman is back. With the Chiefs, because they're the only team that really, really wanted them right now. Yeah. I'm just saying, come on. There's a lot but of Steve, question hey, they don't need to the be, Chiefs. But, they, but their defense is so good this year. It's by far the best defense Patrick's ever had. I agree. They don't need that. Red zone no, scoring no, no. down I'm for saying, everybody, But if they're though. not catching the ball, but if they're not catching the I understand what you're saying. If the concern was Patrick Mahomes and he was sloppy and inaccurate, Shannon. Right. My issue is he's, he's, he's delivering the football. They are dropping passes every week. That's my problem. But here's the thing, Dio. As great as that defense is playing, you're not going to win very many games when you only score nine points. You're not going to score. You're not going to win very many games when you've been as inconsistent in the red zone as they have been. And then I, w- I, I want to bring this up. Maybe there's nothing wrong with it, but just the optics of Travis being at a World Series game on Friday and playing on the game on Sunday. And I understand of what he represents. He is the best that we have. He, I believe in my estimation he's the best tight end to ever play. But the optics of that, Dan, if that was anybody else, and I, I, listen, please don't give me Jordan. Don't give me Jordan gambling before the night before the game. I'm talking about football because the optics of this does not look good. I remember Tony Romo got skewered for going to Mexico in a week in between because they had the number one seed. I remember OJ, uh, uh, Odell Beckham no. got skewered because he went to South Beach on the day off. It's just the optics of this. Yeah, and then they dropped all the balls. How this, how this look? It, it tells me because if this was a playoff game, Dan, do you believe he would have went to that World Series game? No shot. If this was the Super Bowl, do you believe he'd have went? Because so in other words, I don't believe they took the Broncos as serious as they needed to. And before they know it, you're in a fight. It's one thing to like, okay, I'm geared up. I know I'm going to be in a fight. It's one thing to think I'm going to a party and then a fight breaks out well, and I'm unprepared for it. The only thing yeah. that I would say, I would say this. I would say this, Shannon and Dio. <laughs> um, I, I get y'all point under normal circumstances, but that kind of Taylor Swift momentum that was going on all of these weeks, <laughs> you know, you might, you can't get up. You might get, he wasn't there yesterday, right. but you might have get swept up. I mean, you get yeah. swept up week after week after week. This is working for you. So it really wasn't, may not have been about the Broncos. It might have been about this new life yes. that I'm experiencing and, you know, something needed to come crash down the, the earth. The optics touch. of this does not look well. Because just because you can do something, you being the leader, you being who you are, you you shouldn't do it. I agree, but I understand. I agree, (laughs) but I understand. Molly, who do the uh, the Chiefs play on Sunday? Tell you right now. Dolphins. Dolphins. I think they're on the bottom. They're in Germany. Germany. They play the Dolphins. Well, you ain't got to worry about them going out this week. You're doing that game. That's why he mentioned it. Right? 
That's yeah. why I mentioned it. Number oh, one seed on the line. D- D- really? He mentioned, he mentioned yeah, he it. He mentioned it because he's going to be doing the game in Germany. Really, really, yeah. Dio? That's what we're doing now? Ready? Are you ready for this? No, I'm you saying it's for, for the number one seed, Shannon. Eat some sausage? No, that's why you said that. That's not why you said that. I'm No, I'm saying it because it's them versus it's them Miami number one seed. No, you said it because you're doing the game. You said it because you're doing the game. Yes, you did. Number one seed on the line. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Dan... Just so y'all know, he doesn't have to pay for his flight, so he good. But if he's taking the wife with him, how's she flying, bro? How's she flying? <laughs> how's she flying? Tell the audience. How's she flying? You're not taking the family with you. My wife's coming. Yeah. She's flying and first she class fly? with you. She's not flying first class. What? To Germany. And, and you're going to fly Germany, first class. To Germany, he got her in coach. What? He got her in Re- coach wait, to on, Germany. Give me one second, Sam, and we, we got to go to break. She's going to be in the back of the plane and you're going to be in the front? I don't know if she's in right. the back of the plane, Let's but go. she's not. Let's go. So I'm beyond disappointed in you. Paperwork in the mail. I bet ticket. you get something in the mail. Paperwork is paperwork. She needs to get divorced. The first class she needs to divorce for the week. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Good day. Welcome back to First Take. Coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Grey Goose. Thanks for being with us. Let's go to the association, fellas. Despite LeBron James and Anthony Davis becoming the first Lakers teammates to each have 25 points and 15 rebounds in a game since Shaq and Kobe in 0-2, L.A. fell to the Kings in OT. They now sit at 1-2 on the season. Stephen A., tell me this. Can the Lakers count on this version of AD that dropped 30 points, had 16 rebounds last night? They can count on his numbers being that if he's on the court. 
I believe in AD and his talent. My issue is, is that don't be a roller coaster and make sure you show up. Don't have Shannon Sharp losing bets on national <laughs> television before Valentine's Day where he's swaying up and down. You're going to play 65 games. I have to confess, I like what I've seen from AD the last couple of games. I don't care that they lost to Sacramento. That's going to happen in the yeah. most of, yeah. of a regular season. But LeBron and AD playing like that together, the Los Angeles Lakers could make some noise, yeah. period. On the 20th anniversary, this was LeBron's first game when he first stepped into the league. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the officials was actually the official in LeBron's game 20 years ago. No, what AD needs to sell me is consistency. Because I remember that game against Denver when he had one rebound in the first half and zero points in the second half. And he got mad because people criticized him. I'm saying, AD, under what estimation do you believe a guy, I'm going to take the $62 million that he makes, I'm going to take that out of the equation. What's top 75? uh, five anniversary guys can give his team one rebound in the first half and zero points in the second half right. and escape criticism. Uh, Shannon Sharp, be careful. You sound like Stephen A. No, but and, that's, that's what, what I've been saying. That's, that's what I tried to tell you. And that's what I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, AD. Do you understand what is expected of you? That's right. If Jackson Hayes gave me that stat line, I don't bat an eye. That's right. But, but that's you. Anthony Davis. But not you, AD. That's AD. The you expectations are different from you, AD. Right. So you should be mad at yourself. Exactly. Don't get mad at the fans. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at analysts that sit up and say, AD, right. you need to give us more than right. one rebound in the first half right. and zero points Preach. in the second half. Preach. And I get LeBron trying to take up for him mm-hmm. because LeBron's like, uh, look, I don't want you guys to break his crib. Mm-hmm. But, bro, we can't got a job can't to pass, do. Can't pacify him. No. Can't pacify him. And, 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 and then people that well, he played both ends of, both ends of the court. That is what expected of you. That's why they gave you a max contract. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting emotional right now for you to sit up there echoing my sentiments. This way, this is touching, man. I tried. I didn't know you had it in you about the Lakers. Oh, I, no, I, got it, I mean, this, this, is a, this is a touching moment right here. See, you can get on Slim Shady, but not, what you going to do when the Hulk says it? What you going to do when the Black Hulk says it? See, you can't do anything now. I just want to say, it's a very touching, very but, but, touching but, moment, but, but, brother. I'm to tell you. The expectation for you, Anthony. Of AD. AD, think about He's too great. Think about this. Do you remember when they was in the bubble and Anthony Davis took Nikola Jokic apart? I took him apart. Now, by the way, there's a different Nikola Jokic. He, uh, he's, he's on another level. He went. He's on another level now. Look, I've seen, okay. I've seen okay. him give 55-17 to Joel Embiid. That's I've right. seen him give 40-20 to Giannis. That's right. A, if AD is consistent. He should be tired. I'm tired of Joel Embiid winning MVPs. I'm tired of Nikola Jokic. I'm tired of Giannis. Damn it, I'm going to get me one. That's right. How about that? That's right. I'm just trying to say It's just a beautiful thing because you're showing that you listen to it. This is what I've been saying. I've been taking hits for this. And I've been saying it because if if Anthony Davis shows up like that, right. the Lakers could win the chip. Yes. The Lakers could win the chip. But I don't think that he will consistently. And, and LeBron, look. When you after you get a certain age, when I got 38, I had to warm up to warm up. There you go. So it's gonna take about 10, 12 games for LeBron to get yeah. his legs up under him and to get going, get going back up and down. And where's the side of you that says, "Damn, he is in his 21st season. I got to come to his rescue." Where's that dude? Where I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Where's oh, that yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah, where's yeah, yeah, that yeah, dude yeah, that said, oh, yeah, oh, saying sure. that to himself? Oh, he showed up last night. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. More consistent. And, and against mm-hmm. and against Phoenix. First of all, they should have never been in the dog fight with Phoenix mm-hmm. without Bradley Beal and, and Devin Booker. That's that should have they should have never been down by 12. Put them out there.
But KD was special that night. Oh, he, he was. KD was. But, hey, AD rose to the occasion. Christian Wood did a great job. LeBron was spectacular in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Molly's on us. Go ahead, Go ahead, Molly. Yeah, jeez. Uh, the Lakers play the Clippers on Wednesday. That one's on ESPN. They've lost 11 straight to the Clippers. So I'm sure you two yes. will be in attendance for that. We ain't gonna be, it ain't going to be 12. Oh, we'll see, that. Shannon. I do. I don't know you about gotta be that. There, I do. Oh, you over there talking up. We saw what you're going to do, oh, Stephen. What you trying to say? 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 You got a bet going? This is what you want? What you want? What you want? You want, you want? want dinner? I think Clippers going to get them Wednesday night. I just think so. Well, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.